Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Next Level Leaders. Happy to have you here. I have a couple of announcements to talk about and then we will jump into this week's episode with Heidi Zwart. I'm really excited about it. So a reminder about my webinar with Apex Systems. The topic again is maintaining a positive mindset through your job search. It's on Tuesday, November 10th at 9 a.m. Mountain Time. So if you go to my website, NicoleHarrop.com, scroll down a little bit on the main page, you'll see everything that I'm talking about and have a link to register. So go check that out as well. If you are currently looking for a job or are going to be looking for a new job maybe within the new year, I would recommend joining this free webinar because you'll get so many helpful tips to prepare for when you do start searching for a position. The next thing I wanted to talk to you about is an option for a membership. So if you want more access to me each month throughout the month and to have additional topics, live Q&As, live coachings with members of the group, I now have a membership option on patreon.com. So that's p-a-t-r-e-o-n.com forward slash next level leaders. So type that into your URL and you'll see the options for the two tiers of membership levels. Tier one is $5 per month. You'll get behind the scenes information, updates, be able to weigh in on different programs that we'll be launching, basically tons more stuff behind the scenes, as well as being able to have more of an influence on the content that I'm creating for this podcast, as well as everything else that I'm putting out there in my courses. We'll also have live trainings as well as Q&A within the community to discuss all things career related. So if you want more access to me throughout the month, more guidance, that is something that I would suggest checking out. It's $5 per month and it's charged initially when you sign up and then on the first of every month going forward. You can cancel anytime. The second tier is something that is more limited. I'm going to be offering 30 spots for my tier two, which is an additional private community. So you'll have access to the tier one perks, but then you'll have a separate private community plus live coaching with me each week. So if you have enjoyed listening to the podcast and you think, oh man, I want to hire a career coach. I want to have guidance weekly, but I can't afford it or whatever that looks like, you will have access to me through this community and we'll have weekly live coachings as well as additional perks such as being able to go in and post questions. Maybe you had a run-in with someone at work and need some more instant feedback or guidance. I will be able to provide that to you throughout the week as well. So I'm limiting it to 30 people And I will only be opening up spots if someone were to decide that they no longer need my services. Maybe they get promoted and they're moving on into that next level of their journey and decide that they don't need to work with me any further, then that spot would open up. So that one's going to be $20 per month. Think about it. $240 for the year for coaching weekly is insane. So go ahead and check it out. 
for the tier two. Both options are available right on that main site and I'm excited to create these communities and connect further with all of you. All right, I'm really excited to have connected with Heidi Zwart. She's doing really great things and has so much to offer. And when I talked to her about the Clifton Strengths, I knew that we had to have an episode together. So let me tell you more about Heidi. Heidi Zwart has been a sought-after listener and advisor for most of her life. She has a master's degree in counseling and certifications in nutrition and personal training. She specializes in helping people design habits that stick with an easy-to-use behavior change system. Heidi is also a Gallup-certified strengths coach. She was instantly drawn to Clifton Strengths because of its emphasis on what's right with every unique person. For over 25 years, she's helped people and organizations make healthy changes by creating safe places for people to talk. She helped build a strong coaching organization for a digital health company and recently launched a podcast called Side by Side that connects busy female leaders to resources they need for ministry today. She currently lives on the south shore of Boston, but is a Minnesotan at heart. She's been married to Kevin for over 28 years and is a mom to three boys, Andrew, Alex, and Kyle. Today's podcast episode is called How to Say Yes to More of What You Love Based on Your Strengths, and we'll jump right into our interview. Enjoy. All right, everyone. I am so excited to announce and welcome Heidi Zwart to the show. It's so fun to be here, and uh, I really look forward to the conversation we're about to have, Nicole. Yeah, me too. Uh, So Heidi, I'll let you introduce yourself both professionally and personally. I'm sure my audience will love to get to know you a little bit better, and then we'll hop into some questions. So for most of my life, I've been a people helper. And that those would be the words that would best describe me and my background. I have degrees in psychology and counseling on the formal side. And about 10 to 12 years ago, I got interested particularly in health and in well-being. And when I use the word well-being, I really talk about mind, body, and spirit. It's the whole person wellness. And most recently, I was certified as a Gallup uh, strengths coach. So you probably are mostly familiar with the term strengths finder. It's now officially Clifton Strengths. Uh, so a little shift in terms there, but um, I love the ability to focus on positive psychology. Let's look at things that are right with us rather than the things that are wrong. And so in a nutshell, I focus on strengths and habits and how those two things together combine for whole person wellness or well-being. And on a personal level, I have three boys who are uh, mostly older now, been married for 28 years, and I am physically planted on the East Coast, but my heart remains in the Midwest in Minnesota. (laughs) Awesome. I love it. I actually haven't visited Minnesota, but I've been to Massachusetts in the fall, and it's absolutely beautiful, so I do love it out there. It's my favorite destination in the fall. It's spectacular. So I'm glad you got to take it all in. Just don't go to Minnesota in the winter. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. No, I will avoid like, I don't do humidity. Mm -hmm. Well, I definitely don't do cold humidity, like period. Bad mix. (laughs) I love it. 
Well, awesome. I'm so excited to have you here uh, with us. And I know so many of my listeners are going to get infinite value out of discussing Clifton Strengths further because there are many companies who offer the ability to take the Clifton Strengths test, but maybe not a lot is done with it from there. So I'm excited to just ask you a few questions and allow my audience more of a well-rounded way of approaching their own strengths and how to take that into their own hands. So my first question for you, Heidi, is why do you think knowing your Clifton strengths are so beneficial to a female specifically in the workplace? I love this question because I think as women, we tend to struggle with our confidence. And if I asked you to list off three things that you love about yourself, you would probably struggle to do that. In fact, I've tried it with people and it's hard. But if I asked you to tell me what's wrong with you, you could very quickly list the top three things and probably your list would be longer. And so for women in particular, being able to take a strengths-based approach and really understand how they're made and all of the things that they naturally do helps build their confidence. It gives them words to describe themselves. And when you are trying to advocate for yourself, which is difficult sometimes in the workplace, you can lean on those words to be able to describe what it is that you do well and even use examples of how you've shown those strengths through various things that you've done. You know, Gallup, I I mentioned talking about the body, mind, and spirit. Mm -hmm. And Gallup actually has identified five areas of well-being that they believe allow people to thrive in life and in work. And uh, those five elements are social, financial, physical, community, and career, believe it Mm -hmm. or not. And of all of those five, career is the most significant indicator of overall well-being. So if you think about that, that's pretty staggering because your career well-being impacts all of those other areas of well-being. So when you know what makes you talented and you know what makes you unique and how to improve your job performance because of it and how to relate to other people in the workplace because of it, you will begin to feel that confidence and you will feel that sense of self-improvement that I think we're all looking for every day when we show up to work. And I think it also gives you the opportunity to be in this constant evaluation process. So when you feel yourself feeling discontent or disengaged from your work, uh, you're able to look back on some of the things that you're doing and your strengths, compare the two, and maybe decide it's time to move on. So I think it gives you a filter through which you can make decisions because you know yourself so much better. Yes, I love that. I love how you said, you know, it's words to help describe yourself. And I had chills when you were explaining. It really is so easy to point out our own flaws. Mm -hmm. We're not used to discussing our strengths. And sometimes we feel uncomfortable even bringing those up because we feel like, oh, we, you know, we just need to help. We need to be a support because so often that is our life outside of work is helping and supporting, you know, young children, grown children, or whatever that looks like. And I love that you said that and gives women more power and ownership and awareness to be able to step into that and be like, oh yes, I am really great at these things and learn about them more, dive into it and have that awareness to be able to speak 
more freely in conversation and have it be something that is more conversational and doesn't feel like you're boasting or bragging. Right. It's sort of like you have evidence to back up what you believe about yourself. And as a result, it feels, it doesn't feel so you're not guessing, you know, you have this, this knowledge about yourself that you're Mm -hmm. simply putting words to, and those words are given to you. And that's so helpful when we need to advocate for ourselves, which again, we're not great at, honestly, as women, unfortunately. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's funny, as you were saying that I was thinking of taking a test in really any subject, Mm -hmm. you get a grade and that's going to tell you how much you know about that subject, right? Mm -hmm. Well, you now are the subject and you're taking the Clifton strengths to learn more about yourself and finding that awareness to be like, okay, yes, these are the things I'm really going to start focusing on these areas and how I can advocate for myself or get more opportunities or whatever that looks like. So I love that. Uh, Can you walk us through the process of how to take the assessment and what to do with the results? To take the Clifton Strengths Assessment, you're going to go to gallup.com backslash Clifton Strengths. You will find all of the information about taking the assessment on that page. What I like about the online option is that you get the results right away. You get a nice uh, printout that you're able to review immediately. Uh, You don't have to wait for a book to be delivered to your home. But if you would prefer, Amazon does carry Mm -hmm. uh, the book, and it's just called StrengthsFinder 2.0. Most of the books that Gallup puts out, they'll put a code in the back of the book so that you can take the assessment. And um, now they're really advocating for the full 34 report because if you've taken StrengthsFinder or Clifton Strengths before, you probably know that people go around talking about their top five strengths. <laughs> and that's, that's been the common assessment for years. Um, in fact, you have 34 and they actually were all um, kind of rank ordered, but the report used to just give you five. So now you will get the full 34 report. And when you get it, um, I'd really, really encourage you to, to lean into that report, um, read it because it is, there's a personalized section for you and um, download the app. There's a, an app called Gallup Access and the Gallup Access is, it's your portable app, really. You've got it with you all the time. So, you know, I took StrengthsFinder when it was originally called StrengthsFinder like 12 years ago. And um, I still sometimes can't remember my top five. I know, which, I know where they are. I just can't always remember the order. So this will help you with that quick, easy reference. That's awesome. I had no idea they had an app. That's really cool. Uh, And same, I have always just gotten the books from companies that I've worked with. So that's helpful to know that we can just go to that website. Is the price, is it one price and you are able to get all 34 results or is that an additional fee? Yeah, that's a great question. So if you've taken StrengthsFinder in the past, you can actually pay an upgrade fee and off the top of my head i don't recall what exactly what that price is Mm -hmm. but um you can receive your full report if you're taking it for the first time i believe it's now 49.99 to take the the assessment and while it might seem like a little bit of an investment it is well worth it to to see that full profile because it gives you all of the things that uh, you've been wondering about. Mm-hmm. You know, if you if something didn't show up in your top five that you're surprised, like, yeah, hmm, 
hmm, I seem to be a learner. Like I really like to learn. Why isn't that in my top five? It could have been number six. Mm-hmm. So with that top, uh, with that full 34 report, you'll be able to see all of your top 34 and where all of those strengths lie from top to bottom. Yeah, honestly, I think it's worth it just for the mere fact of preparing for an interview. We all know that a very common one is talking about your strengths or your weaknesses or areas of opportunity. (laughs) So just thinking of how much less stressful it is to try to come up with something and be like, oh, well, here's my top five strengths. Let's talk about those first and foremost. So yeah, I think that is a a great deal, especially because it's tailored specifically to you with that additional feedback and guidance. Now with the full list of 34 strengths, that might be overwhelming for someone who's first jumping into the Clifton strengths. What would you suggest to someone who downloads the list, maybe to where should they start or what, what would the focus be? The first thing that you should do when you download your strengths report and you have 34 strengths looking at you is really dive into those Mm -hmm. top five. Those top five are going to represent everything that you do on a regular basis with ease. So those are the things that when you're reading the descriptions, you're more than likely going to say, yep, that's, that's me. There's a deep sense of resonance that you'll experience when you read those descriptions. Once you've really taken a look at those five, I'd encourage you to take it to the next five. So looking at, let's say six through 10, because those also could be, you know, one question away from having been in your top five strengths. So you're probably going to feel a lot of um, kinship with number six, seven, eight, nine, and 10. And you could even go to 15. These are your dominant strengths. These are the things that you just naturally do. But I loved what you said about the question we get in interviews about strengths and weaknesses, because we need to know how to answer that question as much as we don't like it. Those bottom five strengths are about the things that you know you have to manage in your life. So we want to focus as much as we can on our strengths, because with strengths, we have infinite potential. With the things that are kind of down there toward the bottom, Mm -hmm. we can work and work and work and work at them, but we have, there's a cap on our ability. And I think that goes against what we've been told for so much of our lives, which is you can be anything you want to be, you know, just work hard enough and your options are limitless. And in fact, by trying to work on our weaknesses, we actually minimize our strengths because we don't have the same amount of time to invest in our strengths because we're busy trying to fix something that at some point we're going to hit a limit on, we'll hit a ceiling on its potential. So that's where we miss out on a great opportunity when we don't spend more time investing in our strengths. So that was a long answer to your question, but starting with your top five, make sure that you read your strengths insight guide. Your strengths insight guide is personalized to you. So this is how those top five particularly interweave and how they work together. Because, you know, my relator strength isn't going to show up the same as your relator strength. Mm -hmm. And so my insight report is going to say something different than your insight report says. So that strengths insight guide, start with your top five, understand the bottom Mm -hmm. and what's at the bottom of that list, but don't get stuck there. Definitely. No, I... I appreciate that answer because it's 
definitely helpful to know because I think me, myself, I would probably try to read all of everything and then it's almost not even beneficial to have spent that much time on it. So doing it in smaller doses and then also being Mm -hmm. aware of those bottom ones that are taking up more of your energy. So can you tell me, this leads really well into something we kind of discussed on our initial call that wasn't recorded. We had such a good conversation. I wondered if you could elaborate on your thoughts about energy versus ability, because that's such a big one. And you touched on it just briefly in that past Mm -hmm. answer, but I'd love for you to dive a little bit deeper because I know a lot of women, myself included, feel like we need to be focused and they're probably my bottom strengths, but I'm, I'm spending so much energy um, in them. So if you want to elaborate on that, I would love that. Absolutely. I, I loved that part of our last conversation too. And I love talking about Clifton strengths being a measure of your energy. So it's about what gives you energy and what depletes your energy. So when you're looking at your full 34 report, rather than looking at them in the strengths and with the word strengths and weaknesses, what if you were to look at it as the things that fill your tank and the things that deplete them? So the things down at the bottom, it's not that you can't do them. They just require a tremendous amount of energy for you to do them every day. So um, picture it sort of like your, your top five strengths or maybe 10 are like wearing a tool belt. And there are things that you just pull out naturally, like you you use them every day without thinking about them. And you do them so easily, in fact, that you don't even know you do them. And somebody will point out something that you do well and you just think, well, doesn't, doesn't everybody do that? <laughs> because it's just so easy for you. The things that are sort of in that middle of that 34 range are things that you can do. You know, you might have to reach across the counter to grab something, but you know where it is and you can use it. And it requires more thought. It's not as easy as your top strengths, but um, it does require intention. And those bottom strengths, they're like the things that are in your junk drawer. <laughs> they're, they're there, you know they're there somewhere, but it takes a lot of work. It takes intention. You mm-hmm. might have to go in the other room and grab it. Um, those are the things that if you do them day after day after day, they absolutely exhaust you. So those, those bottom things are things that you just, you want to be aware of, of those things that drain you and you may be really, really good at something and you're good at it because you've had to do it. You've been in a job where, um, it's, it's required of you. So you've learned a certain level of skill, but there's a a math equation with strengths that says that talent plus investment equals a strength. So what Clifton strengths is really measuring is your talent but without investing in it, without practicing it over and over again, it never becomes a strength. So you've probably seen people and we probably all have some level of undeveloped strengths, things that we just haven't spent enough time doing. So if you think about that equation, you have to have a little bit of talent in order for it to become a strength. So it's a missing piece of that equation. So you've got this investment because you've spent your time doing it over and over again, but it never really Mm -hmm. becomes a strength because you didn't have the talent to begin with. So it's kind of an interesting interplay when you think about the, that equation. And when you think about uh, Clifton strengths being a measure of energy more than it is about strength or something that you're really good at. I love that you're bringing it up as energy and viewing it in a different way, because 
I know for myself, I know for other women, we can be hard on ourselves and be like, Mm -hmm. oh, I thought that was a strength. I feel like I use that often, but it's towards the bottom of my list. Mm -hmm. But when you think about it in the way that is draining, having a little bit more self-awareness around that saying, oh, you're right. Like I actually am exhausted after having conversations around this topic or working around this type of thing it's it can be exhausting and one thing we had chatted about briefly before too was in our phone call was when you are hired to do something just because you are good at it doesn't mean that it's an area that brings you energy Mm. there can definitely be strengths that you're good at I would imagine towards the bottom of the list maybe not in your bottom five per se but maybe towards the bottom of your list that you're like I'm actually really good at this but I don't actually like doing that and how do you do more of what you love Mm -hmm. and a great way to narrow Mm -hmm. that down is by looking at those top strengths and for the logical ladies out there I think that's very helpful to you know go in and take notes on your own strengths and say okay logically these are my areas where I you know thrive and give me a lot of energy how can I do more of this in my role and less of these things that are a little bit more draining in my energy I'm so glad you brought that up because You may have tasks in your job that you have to do day after day after day that you need to recruit your bottom strengths. You know, one of the ways to navigate that task is I think you have a couple of options because sometimes you can't delegate. um, But but if you can delegate, that's a a great thing to be able to delegate or to, to recruit somebody else's strengths, which is the advantage of doing strengths worth work as a team because you can lean into those other people who do have that particular strength. But if you simply have to get that task done, then I, as a, as a coach, I'm always looking at um, what are the, what is the possibility of recruiting one of your top strengths to get that task done? So can you do that task in a different way that allows you to use the things that naturally you do naturally well, so that it doesn't suck so much energy from you. And oftentimes you can find a way to use that strength. And that's what I love about the coaching process is that you can identify some of the ways that you can use those strengths in a new way to help you do a task that you don't like to do or that you can't do right now with ease. Yes, I appreciate you adding that because that's so helpful. Figuring out the little nuances of your job or your responsibilities and how you can delegate that out or get other people at least to help support you or give a different way of trying something to make it less of that draining energy. Mm -hmm. I love that. Well, I think that's all the questions I have. I feel like we've had a really good discussion around the strengths. Is there anything else that you'd like to share that you feel we missed? So the one thing that I like to highlight is the fact that your strengths don't exist in isolation. So I I mentioned a little bit about this, that my strengths, I may have the same strength as you, Nicole, but my same strength isn't going to show up the same way yours does. In fact, this number is mind blowing to me, but you have, you are one in 33 million. So that is the chance of you having the same strength combination as anybody else in this world. So your top 34, you're one in 33 million. So it shows the infinite combination and possibilities and uniqueness of each of us. And that's what I think is, you know, absolutely awesome when you think about it. 
So just because you see that you're a relator or you have responsibility or discipline or learner, don't assume that somebody else's same strength shows up the same way because you are going to use it differently than anybody else around you. So I think that's important. And I think the other thing is don't get stuck inside of that label. Like StrengthsFinder is a great tool. This is a, a great tool for you to find language to use in all of these different ways that we've talked about, but um, use it in context with everything else that you know about yourself. This is uh, one piece of the puzzle in your multifaceted in so many senses. So um, don't get stuck in the language and don't worry if you don't have the strength of strategic, if your job requires you to be strategic, because it doesn't matter that you don't have that strength. Um, by the the Clifton label, because you can still be strategic and you can still be relational if you Mm -hmm. don't have a relator strength. So don't panic if something that you think you need for your job doesn't show up in those top strengths, because very likely you're recruiting other strengths to do that necessary work for you. And the final thing is just practice using them. Just the more you are aware of them, the missing step, and you highlighted this in the very beginning, Nicole, is don't stop using those strengths. Organizations use this assessment or they have their employees take it and then they never do anything with it. And without the application step, then everything you know just kind of falls flat. So you have to invest in intentionally using those strengths, looking for places where they show up, they show up. ask the people around you, uh, you know, what they notice and what they observe because Again, we're so close to the, mm-hmm. to the things we do well that we sometimes miss them. So just keep finding ways to use them every day because the more we use them, the better we get and the healthier everybody else around us is as well. Yeah, I love that. Thank you so much for sharing. I think it, it really is so important to continue working on anything that you have that is worth it to mm-hmm. you. You know what I mean? Your physical fitness, your relationship with you know, God or maybe it's in your career, you always have to be making that effort. And I think you explained it perfectly that Clifton Strengths isn't going to get you anywhere if you aren't referencing back to it, which I think is great that they have the app and the additional printouts that you can have access to. It's making that effort to revisit it. And maybe it's once a quarter after you've looked at it in the beginning or whatever that is, Make sure that you prioritize yourself. Make sure that you invest in yourself. And that isn't always financially. It's also with your own time and making sure that you are getting that feedback, like you said, asking your colleagues what they think about your strengths. If they were to have to guess uh, what you're best at, you know, get that feedback because it always feels good to hear that. And like you said, we get in that kind of autopilot that we don't even realize all the great things that we are doing it until we ask for that feedback. So I really love that. Well, awesome, Heidi. I have had so much fun. I feel like I still have so many more questions. I feel like I'm going to have to bring you on again. I have all sorts of questions uh, (laughs) that I feel like we could still dive into on a future episode if you are willing to come back. It's been so fun hanging out with you today. I appreciate your time. Thanks again. Thanks for having me.